Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the NBL News Podcast. The regular season has finished. We are in finals territory now, even though the semi-final starts in three weeks. We are in finals territory. Jackson and Aiden, join me once again. What's going on, fellas? Not much, not much. Are we going to play some Maori music in the background or let's go? <laughs> I was going to bring that up later on, but um, I'm oh, just sorry, hoping sorry. that... I was just hoping that my laptop doesn't crash. It's either we play Mario Kart or we're watching Mary Poppins last night. So um, very wide range. So I didn't get the... to watch it. I was at basketball training. I watched <laughs> it up until uh, Most Improved and then mm. I had to go. From what I heard, Look, lots of people did not like the magician at the awards last night. But that's... <laughs> That's like, like, look, if that wasn't shown on the broadcast, I would get it. It would make sense, but it was shown on the broadcast. It was, it was, it was a bit of a, a bit of awkward scenarios here and there, but also some touching moments there. You know, Corey Speech, uh, Gazy as well, and um, let's get stuck into those awards as well. I mean, um, I I personally thought the night was better than last year. Still, I know it wasn't broadcasted on ESPN, um, but. I thought it was better to get for two hours, two and a half or whatever it was. Um, I thought it was a perfect timing for an award show. I mean, um, in previous years, like they're just gone quick, 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 quick like that. And it's just over and done with. Um, I guess so the I, last two because of COVID, like the first yeah, ones. Yeah, that, yeah. I can understand. But that but this one. this one was good. You had people coming up for speeches. Unlike Shaylee, who was up there for a, for a minute and then uh, went back down. But um, no. It was. I thought the award show itself was was pretty neat, but um, let's get into those awards. Um, oh, actually, what, what did you guys well. think of the awards? Aiden, did you watch it live? What did you think? Yeah, about? I watched it all. The great hosting between Jack Heffern and um, Shane Jacobson. Thank you, Shane Jacobson. Yeah, Penny. I was. I, I thought it was it pretty was good. good. They use it. I'm not going to say the word because I'm going to get in trouble from Evan for swearing. But they use the word BS a lot during the broadcast. <laughs> they did swear a lot. Yeah, I, was... <laughs> I was like, in my head, I'm like. This is live. There was but... there was a moment there when Jack Heron asked the Alexara question and he uh, got a bit he upset. Said, he, he, uh, you know what, Jack? Jack? Jack started the BS talk all, all night, and then um, everyone else just thought, you know what? He can say it. We can all say. It. I like the little Horace Grant cameo too. But anyway, let's get into oh, the. He was uh, funny. <laughs> let's get into those awards of last night. Um, let should we should we talk about the MVP straight off the bat, or should we work our way up there? What do we reckon? Why don't we go into I... order they presented it? Yeah, at least try. So um, um I think MVP. first of all, we should acknowledge the fact that Kai Soto did not win fans MVP this season. You know, I I'm disappointed. I think we all are disappointed that he didn't win. You know, he had two great seasons at the top, but now, you know, I'm not sure that he can recapture the form that he's had over the past two years. And and it's a shame because he's had such an incredible run as this fan favorite. And now, um, now he can't even win the award. I think we should name the award after him, to be brutally honest. Like, well, David uh, you know, Gazy's got the MVP. Damo's got defensive player. I think Kai Soto should get fans MVP, you know. <laughs> there was banter <laughs> between the CEO, I can tell you that. He, he was like, for once, it's going to be open in the race. Um, the other awards there, uh, repeat referee of the year for Vaughan Mayberry, sensational stuff. Um. <laughs> Serious award there, game time by came at the uh, community awards Sunday Dead. Shout well, out to him from the who's a better ref, Michael Allen or Von Mar- Who's one more? If That's, anyone knows, let us know. It's the Jordan uh, LeBron debate at the NBL referees, isn't it? 
Allen and uh, Vaughn, but Vaughn's gone that three-peat, so maybe more like a Jordan versus Bird or Jordan versus Carmelo, I don't know. But um, all NBL second team. Um, Nathan Sobey, Milton Doyle, Mitch Creek, Jack McVay, Joe Lollachul. Now, obviously, no positions this season, and at the end of the day, I thought it was still pretty fine position-wise for the first and second team. But second team-wise, any snubs there? Um, anyone you disagree with being in there? For me, I say Jalen Adams probably should have gotten a sniff over maybe Mitch Creek or Nathan Sobey, considering he had uh, pretty similar numbers to those guys and obviously had um, his team finish in the finals. But um, other than that, I thought it's pretty fair. What did you think? Yeah, I didn't see nothing much wrong with it. Like, it wasn't like a big, big surprise. It was not a big out. It was more, you know, you could have flip a coin with between some most of it. So being Alan said, um, there was plenty of maybe's, but not no one that had announced anything that got stubbed. Like, it's difficult, right? Like Adams had a great he hasn't been the same player, but he still had a very good year from what it was two years ago. But like, you know, Sobe had a great year and all those guys that made the second team, like McVeigh has been Tasmania's most consistent player the entire season. He's been better than Doyle, in my opinion, for him. Like, yep. it's just, you know, like, who knows? They don't even release the entire votes of, like, the guys who get snubbed. So who knows what, what the, you know, who voted for who. To, I swear Old Green used to drop right. out the little leaks of votes and... But, um, oh, they, they just did like the, the finalists nominees, but no, yeah, um, but like no complaints in terms of the first team or the second team. Yeah, like the the only thing would be like maybe Shea Lee because he was defensive player of the year, he could get into the second team. But you know, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine with it. That the first team, the first team yeah. as well. We talked about well, a lot of people throughout the season were talking about oh, it's got to be all guards. Um, with no positions, but ended up getting, I guess, three guards and um, a couple of bigs, I guess. I don't know. Well, Parker Jackson Cartwright, Bryce Cotton, Chris Gordon plays three anyway. Anthony Lamb played a lot of the four, and, and Gary Clark is, is a four, I guess. So um, I thought that all NBL first team was pretty fair. Some people still complaining that the Breakers had two guys that in, their, in the first team, even though they finished six, but... Um, I thought Cartwright and, and Lamb were still um, two of the best players easily in the league. And um, I, I, I think I fully agree with these two teams. Um, even second team-wise, I wouldn't put anyone in over that first team, I feel like. Um, people still undermine how good Chris Gooding is as a player. They still think, oh, this guy just shoots the ball uh, and flops. That's... No, you are incredibly wrong and um, failing to, um, I guess, admit his, uh, not greatness, but his skills on the court, his, his leadership and what he brings uh, as a player. And um, he's easily one of the best players in the league. And uh, for those that don't think so, don't know basketball, simple as that. Um, so he 100% deserves to be in this first team. He 100% deserves to finish, uh, I think it was second, an MVP voting, second or third? No, he was third, third. But no, he was second by like three votes. Yeah. I think he deserved to be in the top three yeah. in MVP voting. 
Um, but it's it's still a crazy argument that people say just shoot threes. Like, come on. Um, any other queries or not queries, but not saying they had a quite season, but Jack Rivera and GLA had a not as publicized season as they would have in the past. Like they had the numbers, but like I didn't notice Jack Rivera's numbers till last night when I went through him and I was like, Oh, he's been like, you know, playing better than usual, but it's just that he goes underrated in that team because there's so many other superstars. Same yeah. with GLA, like he's got other people around him, but steps up. So he's not the number one focus. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it, if this is anything to note, but just one local in the OMBL first team, four locals in the OMBL second team. I just think it shows that that locals are still dominant in this league. It's not an import heavy league. Yes, there's four in the first team, but um, like McVay, Creek, Sobey, Jerry Luella, Chul in that second team. Um, I think there's a great mix in this league and makes it so great having that star-studded imports and, and star-studded locals. So, um, no complaints here. And this is okay. why everyone wants locals just imports. He started it, not Pete Hulley. Pete's going to claim it's his time. He's even started it, but anyway. What? Lo- what? Locals versus imports. is an all-star game. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. I said, it would be fair. Locals versus imports would work because yeah. it's, I think it would be even competition. Um, Let's go coach of the year. Um, This one had a bit of debate on it. Um, For me, I didn't really mind between Dean Vickerman and Justin Tatum. I thought both were worthy winners in their own right. Uh, Dean Vickerman obviously ended up winning that award. Um, you guys, thoughts? You agree with it? Well, I'll just go with. I'll talk about one after. I I'm not mad. Like, if really got it, like genuinely, that would be the upset. But like, I don't care that Vickman won it. I don't care if Tatum won it. Like, legit, one of those two guys could have won it. The thing with Tatum though is that it would be seen as like a storyline award like coach of the year usually is like you look at ford last year at cans that was a bit of like they were rock bottom and now they're third and like years gone by it's kind of been a similar thing like mike kelly when he won it at cans sean um, dennis back in the day with the crocs when they finished like seventh yeah but the fact that he did that with that roster is a completely different thing um but, yeah, I've got no complaints. Vickman is easily the best coach in the league at this moment in time. Like, I've got no issues with Vickman winning it. And, like, no. he thoroughly deserved it. Yeah. And people have got to say, oh, he, he got a crazy roster. He's, he's you know, a part of a big city team. and are going to make um, it work. Yeah, but he's still, like, they still won. You look at a team like Sydney, I know... Mark Moore is still in his first year, but Sydney finished six and they um had just as much star talent as Melbourne United did this season. So um like he still was able there was a few injuries throughout the year and a few lineup changes and a few adversities still that you face. Um no matter how good of a team you have. Um like even if you see in the NBA, like some of the best talents put together doesn't work. So um he got to the work, first thing, um finished first, over twenty wins. He rightly deserves to win it, but I can see also the argument there with Justin. I had Justin Tatum going into it. I mean, he's the story is unbelievable. You can't deny it. Like they were rock bottom uh, halfway through the year. He jumps in, interim coach, no pro experience, um, like only high school coaching, and he brings a team out of nowhere into a genuine championship contender and just brings those guys together. So, um, 
you continue the argument, but Aiden, what are, what are your thoughts? You agree with? Well, you talk about story on like twenty twenty one to the Tasmania first year. Like Dean Vickerman had twenty and eight, the same record that they did this year. It was also yeah. in finals in the coach of the year, but they only lost because Scott Ross put him on a. That's also like, different. Games. That's like first year. No, whole no. new group of roster. Like no, 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 but like it's like like in terms of like what the change of like you know in terms of storyline, it would have been similar. Pity for Tatum, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, I have no agreements. And like we said, super teams aren't always great. Like Adelaide last year was a super team. Let's be real. Adelaide mm-hmm. was probably everyone's favorite. So you still got to make your roster and, you know. Yeah. 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 100%. Yeah. Um, next gen award. Uh, now this, most of these awards always have a little bit of debate around it. This, not particularly the player. I mean, yes, yeah, Sam Frawling, uh was the best player that fit the criteria of this award, but... I think most people agree that it's just absolutely stupid to have this as an under-25 award. Um, at minimum, we should have two awards, maybe best next star, best under-21 player, or best rookie, but it's just silly stuff. It's hard to work around the award because, um, you know, it's like rookie of the year and everything, and it's it's hard to, to get the right eligibility for the right players and everything, but... A guy like Sam Froling, he's how long has he been in the league for now? Like five years? I think five seasons. And yeah. He's, yeah, this is his fifth year. He, yes, he's still a young player, I guess, if you want to say that. But um and he still got still hasn't really hit his prime. Um but like come on, he's he's been around the league. Uh I think he's like a co captain of the team now. Like he is a co captain. Yeah, like He's not really like next. He's not someone you give an award to. You give it to a youngster. I feel like the award should go to more of an Alex uh, or like a Josh Bannon. Um, even Luke Travis doesn't deserve to be an award. The man's been drafted. The man has played in two summer leagues. Uh, you know, it's. I don't know how they're going to change the award. I feel like for me, it should be maybe under twenty one. Definitely um, decrease the age limit. Or make it rookie of the year, or just the next star. But um, well, Aiden, I'll go to you first. Line, what, are you, what are your thoughts on the award? Should they change it? I mean, obviously Sam Rawling deserves this award, but um, what would you change the award to? I would keep it the same next gen because if you do rookie of the year, like a guy, I'm not saying he would have won it, but if Alex Starling had a better role in LA and a bigger role. He could have won rookie of the year. Yeah, yeah, pretty sure. In talking marks, which yeah, a guy that's been killing an NBA one for ages. Yeah, probably look. I want to say deserve rookie of the year, but he's played for ages. It's not like he's not yeah. playing basketball. Like the rookie of the year should be someone like that's like new or very like they haven't been in NBA long. Like yeah, first pro. Like I know, yeah, pro. well, yeah. like pro, but like under twenty three at least, I reckon. Yeah, but then again, guys like Junior would do it last year wouldn't have won one because he, you know, was his first year pro and he was over twenty six. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's always hard. To... There's no thin line. Like you can't. Well, I think he wasn't eligible for next gen last year, was he? Junior do it in his rookie year. No, he so, was twenty six uh, after turned... spending four or five years in college, and yeah, um, that that's just the same thing. If we go into next year, um, if you change it to like an under twenty three, under twenty two award, guys that come into the league that have played five years, like Alex Dukas, um, I think of Kelly Lou Pepe, um. Who else? I think Tyler Robertson is another guy. Yeah, college like college. a first year pro. Those those be... type of guys are got to be too old for the award, and they should be eligible in their first professional year. So it's hard to find that middle ground. Um, because you talk about Alex Starling, like as a rookie of the year. But... Yeah, that's what I mean. Like you can't Tom Jeff's like type of rookie. Like it would yeah. be hard to find a post. 
I did a post last year with the next gen winners, what they would have been in the last few years. All them were imports. You look at Cam Oliver, James Ennis, Rodney Clark when he won MVP. Um, I think that was actually the same year, Ennis and, and Rodney Clark, and they were both up for MVP. Um, guys like that, I think Scotty Woodbeck back, back in the day. Mellow um, Trimble, I think, was another yeah, one. Yeah, Trimble, I think, yeah. I had as one. So, um, it, like, they're definitely going to change it. Jackson, I want to hear your thoughts on, on the award. I mean, obviously, Froling deserves it, but what do you reckon? Um, first of all, congratulations to Froling for winning it. Like, he fits the criteria, so fair enough. Like, he should have won it last year as well. Like, that's mm-hmm. another thing. But, like, it was kind of a sympathy award for Wardenberg. And Illawarra sucked that year, so his numbers didn't really matter. Um, but if they're going to keep it under 25, they should add a second criteria to it, where it's like you have to win it within your first three seasons. Yep, 100%. I feel like that should be the thing, because Froling's playing his fifth year, I think. And yeah. he's been in the league for so long now. And he's he feels like single year. He feels like a veteran. Like, you know Ruben Tarangi? Like, yeah. he's always been considered this young guy but he's played so many years in the league like it's getting to the point where he's like that so this is um, the same with luke travis too as i just yeah mentioned. like he's been in the league for he's actually been in the league the same man as he is the same frolling because he started uh, in 2019 no, no, no. as a dp yeah, he did, before. yeah. They've been, they've been. No, Travis was nineteen twenty. He was a dp and didn't play, but the year after he was a dp and started. For yeah, Perth. but yeah, but he's still, so, still yeah, no, we, yeah, I know. Timelines, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 So. so it's just um like I get the concept of the award, but it's just not it's not one that like the thing I floated when the when the award was initially announced was you keep you should have kept rookie of the year and just have a next gen team, next gen five, mm. and yeah. do it that way. Mm. But this just doesn't make sense to me still. And, and they're gonna quickly realize like, oh, we may have stuffed up with this award. Because if it, say a, like, a young import, like a twenty-four-year-old import, comes in, like Brady Manick could have won it last year. That's the yeah. thing. That's so if he, if he passed, played like, well, yes. like Cam Oliver would have won it in his first year in yeah. the league. Guys like that, and they they guys up for MVP. Look, so if Illawarra didn't have a good season, did you think he would have won the award? That's my question now. Um, as in not make top like a four or top six last again? Oh no, probably not. No, uh, it probably would have gone Travis. Okay. Which no, is I the just same situation. Yeah, debate which up is, and just talk about it. Yeah. Um, but like, you can't say that Emil Wong is pro because if you say that's pro, then you've got people like you say, Dukas and all that all come back. They've all played pro. Yeah. But you can't so you, do that. Yeah. You can't, if you make it like yeah, under 23, then those guys are going to be too old. Uh, it's it's going to be hard to make it work. It's what I'm saying. Like, it's not going to yeah, please in the NBL, It's hard, but um, I don't know how the AFL does it. Rising Stars Award. It's like the, the it's like within twenty five games, your first twenty five games, you you can you win go. the award, win. and then it's like under twenty threes, I think. So Tim oh, Kelly, you, when yeah. he was a rookie, he should have won it, but he was like twenty four, so he didn't win it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's always yeah, hard to do that. Yeah, um, most improved player. Now this award uh, was. Should I go on a bit of a Firstly, congrats to Sean McDonald. I'm not discrediting Congratulations to my totally legitimate cousin. Well um, done. I'm not discrediting, like, his performance this season. Like, he stepped up big time. Um, he's been a, a influential player, not only this season, but last year for the Jack Jumpers too. And um, he, he's, he's a key piece on our team. 
and he's he's you know he's soon to be like a one of the best backup point guards in the league, and uh, he's capable of being that. So kudos to him for winning the award. But let's get real here. Um, I think most of this these votes came from the players. It was relatively close. I think forty eight votes McDonald, forty votes to Galloway, who I think deserved it. I understand Galloway missed some games this season. That second half of the year when Kings were doing bad, he was still doing pretty average. Um, but let's just go. Actually, I'll talk. You guys first. You guys go first before I go through some of the numbers. I don't know stats don't mean a lot, but you guys, what are your thoughts? Like, okay. The fact that he won it as a DP is something that should be celebrated in this league. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care. He's like, we'll get into this. De- I know, exactly. <laughs> but the fact that he is still considered to be a development player in this league is ridiculous. And I think that that should be celebrated because we're a league that, you know, had like ever since the NBL Cup season, like the development players become a really integral part of teams' rosters. And yep. Tasmania have done really well in getting Sean McDonald. And I think of a guy like Michael Harris in Perth and. David Aquero when he was at United and Pete Ling when he was at United. And, like, and now it's like you get young yeah. guys, uh, Russell Nance, Clarice Amir, who are, you know, potential draftees in the future, currently DPs in their first year. Yeah, exactly. So um, that's really good. However, and how, however, like Galloway was the leading guy for like the first half of the season, if not the entire season. And and I'm not saying that he should have won it because he got injuries, but yeah. like I think of a guy like Tyrell Harrison could have also had a fair shout at this. Hundred percent, like hundred percent. And I'll get into the even numbers. even Jack McVeigh, like the fact that he made second team, like there's a few yeah. guys that di- weren't even in the top three where it's like right, you could have pro- like you did a post a while back, Evan, of yeah. like you know award predictions, and then you had, like, honourable mentions, right? Mm-hmm. Do you remember the honourable mentions for most improved? It was Harrison and Galloway, obviously, who was winning it, then somebody else. Was it Ben Eyre? I think so. Or was no. it... I think it was Ben Eyre. Yeah. Well, it may have been six men. I'll get it up. You keep talking. Anyway, um, like, McDonald's had a great season, and I'm not going to discredit that. And he's obviously found you know, a really good role at Tassie. Like I found out that he's like top 20 in three point percentage and in like threes attempted and it's ridiculous. And and he's doing that as a DP, but Galloway had such a strong start to the season. He was like, ever since the blitz, he's been the guy that's like, right, pencil him in for this yeah. award. And the fact that he didn't win it is, um, is interesting. So, Start of the year, my way too early NBA awards, which is honestly, it was like halfway through the season anyway. It's like 13 games. Yeah. I I had Galloway and Harrison as my honorable mentions. Do, do you guys want to guess who I actually had? As most Hiram of Harris? Who was no. it? Oh, early season. Latman. I, I had that's Lat-Man. right. I remember this. Right. Yeah. Because he came in. I was at you. I was, I was, I was, I was like, mm. right. And I thought, oh, he's yeah, got a good chance. Cares, he came. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, looking back, not that good. But um, <laughs> let's get into these. Let's get into these numbers now. Well, my uh, honorable mention would be Trey Kill, but 
but yeah, yeah. And, and I said I even made a post earlier as well when Trey Kill was going off that triple double when he had some big 20, 20 or so point games. Well, close triple doubles as well. Yeah, can he win most proof? Because he was an import in the league last year, and when he returned to Adelaide, I'm like, this is a, not a good sign. He was pretty average import at Phoenix last year. Didn't provide well, to much. To all Adelaide imports, and now he's, he's now he he helped Adelaide turn them around, and um, he put up great like triple double is insanely difficult to get in the NBL and he had a crazy kind of uh kind of area seven there. Seven game thought, run, I think, yeah, that he I was averaging he improved as numbers. a player because of the way Ninas played him and I thought he improved. Well, he the court the point as well. is how he should be playing. Um, I would have had him over McDonald, honestly, Trey Kill. As crazy as it sounds, but I guess the players and coaches know more than me, obviously, so I have no opinion. But let's go into stats. I know stats don't mean a lot. Um, actually, do you want to say anything, Adam, before I go into the stats? No, go for him. Sean McDonald, right? I know it doesn't say a lot, but this is how you normally go off most improved. Uh, last season, he averaged 6.3 points, two rebounds, uh, one and a half assists. This season, he went up 1.1 points per game to 7.4, went up 0.2 in rebounds, and went up 0.8 in assists. Uh, still a development player. Uh, Minutes-wise... Exactly the same. Games-wise, exactly the same, pretty much. Um, he pretty much had a replica of last season. And uh, sure, he could have won it last year over a guy like Keanu Pinder because um, he went from McDonald in his first year, went from zero points to six points per game. So maybe he should have won it last year. But this year, absolutely not. Um, yeah, there was games this season where he had, I think he had a couple 20-point games and you could see he's still improved in some sort of way. He's stepped into a much bigger role. Um, he's played a bigger part. There's no doubt about that. But it's saying he's the most improved in the entire league. Let's get into the other guys. Jalen Galloway, last season, 5.1 points. This season, he's gone up 5.5 points per game to 10.6. Rebounds-wise, 1.8 last season, 3.5 this season. Uh, 0.8 assists last season, up to 1.5. Minutes-wise, he went up eight minutes. Last year, they were a championship team. He was coming off the bench. This year, he comes in as a starter to replace guys like Xavier Cooks and Deshaun Vasiljevic, and arguably the best local on their team at stages this season. Still young as well. Still a guy that has NBA potential. Um, crazy to me that he didn't win it. Uh, another guy that should have won it over Sean McDonald, Tyrell Harrison. Uh, obviously, he's had his injuries in his past years. He's been around the league for a while too. But five points last season to 9.6 this season. 4.4 rebounds to 6.2 rebounds. Um, blocks went up as well. Uh, Minutes-wise, he did play less games last season, but he still played 16 games last year. Um, and he went up eight, eight or so minutes this year. Um, the thing with Tyrell Harrison, everyone was saying, even us, all three of us were saying, oh, they signed Tyrell Harrison over Gorjak Gak. That is a real interesting sign. Bold there. move, bold move, bold Yeah, yeah bold, bold move. Bold. Gak was sensational last year, surprising they went with Harrison over him. We look silly. He's got to be the starter for the next couple of years, Tyrell Harrison. Um, so, like, with Sean McDonald, it's like, it's the same. Like yeah, he stepped up a bit, but like Tyrell Harrison. How many games did from... Harrison play? Huh? How many games did he play this season, Harrison? All of them except bar one. That's no, pretty good for a guy that's coming off a serious like you know soft tissue injuries. And that game was out with illness. It wasn't an injury. It was yep. just oh, well, it was So sorry, continue. That's no. That's that's what I'm saying. Like these these guys were like Harrison was. 
you know, maybe we were saying, oh, third backup at best on the NBL on an NBL side. Now he's starter on a potential finals team in the future. Um, Another thing that we should also mention is that he was also eligible for next gen. I'm pretty sure. Hmm. Harrison. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think so. Still young. Uh, so, born, yeah. 1999. Ooh, yeah. Maybe I he's been in the league. He's been in the league. For seven seasons. Like, something since like, 2017. Something he's been in the league yeah, since seven seasons. And I think he would have been eligible this year, maybe just great. That's there. why he's been improved. He's got the whole numbers that went up. A final player. I'm sorry, a final player. I just want to jump in here. Hiram Harris is another guy I think deserved it over McDonald as well. Um, now his numbers doesn't jump off the page. They went up by two. They still went up more by than McDonald's. But um, last season, playing on Adelaide was probably arguably their tenth, eleventh man on their squad last year. Um, he comes into Perth. Um, you know, expecting them, expecting him to be ninth, tenth man again on this NBL squad. He was brought in to be the like tenth, eleventh guy on the team. He wasn't expected to play many minutes. 100%. And I'm just going to say, Perth are very lucky that they got him on a two-year deal. Yes, 100%. And now, and you look, they're changing point, Perth. When they're losing games, Hiram Harris was barely getting any minutes. Generally, it was like, I'm going to plug Hiram Harris into starting five here, play him at the starting three spot. Play him over Usher. Sorry. Season completely turned around. And we said it for weeks. Hiram Harris was one of the guys, yes, obviously Bryce Cotton, but... Hiram Harris was one of the guys that turned that season around um, and he slotted into that starting five role. And you can say with these guys, oh, they just got more minutes. So how can you say they, they always had their talent when they got the minutes? That's not true of Hiram Harris. As I said, he was 11th man last year in Adelaide. Minutes-wise, he went up only five. Um, and I just think like he turned around from being a guy that could have been out of the league at the start of the season to now being a guy that's a starter on a championship contender. Not even in the top three for most improved. So, look, the people that vote for it are mainly players and coaches. They have the biggest say in this award, and there's not many media personalities that get to vote for it too. I think it was only five this year, and only uh, two true journalists that actually voted for uh, in the, well had votes in the media in the uh, entirety of the awards. So, I don't know if that needs to change or whatever, but is what it is. That's my rant. Anything else before we move on? I will say Sean McDonald has had an interesting journey to the NBL. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, move on. Player... Yeah? You got anything, Jackson? No? No, nah, move on. Yeah. Defensive player of the year, Shay Ely. No surprise there. Some maybe argued Will Magne. Um, but... Best speech I've ever seen, by the way. Shouldn't <laughs> 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 be drinking during fever break, Shay. But anyway. Um, no, I just want I to like point that just... out. Um, all the Perth guys were having waters, I'm pretty sure, except for like Bryce at the end, and, know, and all the United guys were, were having a bit of fun. <laughs> That's um, what I'm fish for, apparently. I think maybe Perth had an early flight today, so. Um, That's that what yeah, was I'm um, but No disagreements here. I don't think we've got any comment regarding this award. It was Shaley's. Board pretty much halfway through the oh, year. I just got one comment. Shaylee's been a typical Kiwi. Doesn't want to say much in the media and ran <laughs> off. But that's the only Kiwi that I don't want to like to talk is Tom Abercrombie. But anyway, Ty Webster as well. Yeah, but Ty Webster's a different breed. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he's just you know. 
Six man of the year, another award that Will Magne was unfortunate to miss out on, I guess. But Ian Clark. Two Tasmanians were unfortunately. Good one. Sorry. Um, but yeah, Ian Clark wins six man of the year. Again, no surprise. He he deserves that award. Um, but that and also this award, it shows you how good the NBL is. An NBA champion, even NBL champion, um, is the best six man in the league, best bench player. It's just absolutely crazy. It shows how good this league is and how strong Melbourne United is. So um, it's great for the league to have a guy like him when six man is phenomenal for the league. Um, you guys got any words upon that six man? Sorry, you first. Oh, no. no. Um, okay, I'll, still, I'll go. I'll say he didn't steal anything. Something. He's, you know, he didn't steal a ball with it. You know, he just, you know, yep. Gosh. Um, Sean McDonald also was up for this. I don't know how, mm-hmm. but he also no, was. No, I, I feel like he was fair enough for six men of the year. I thought it was Tazzy's best bench. Oh. Well, yeah, because they had no other second best on. bench player. Sorry, behind Magne, but people complaining. Oh, this, how shouldn't it be seventh man if they got two Jack Jumpers players? Is like well, here's the thing: in the NBA before United, United. I'm pretty sure in during the Landau year had both Hobson and JLA up for sixth man. I'm and, sure I was say in the NBA minutes. too. Joe Ingles was up for it one year with Jordan Clarkson. They yeah. were both to do a last nominee. So it happens in the NBA too. So um fair enough. But anything else there, Jackson? Or uh no. Like I was pretty happy if Magne or Clark won it. Like yeah. I wasn't. This was a stats award. It. If your stats are good off the bench, you're doing well. Yeah. Clark's having like... a like a 50, 40, 90 season. I think it's more so... like if you're the Best bench player on the best team. I'm just glad it didn't go to Jordan Hunter. The, the six man award is never going to someone in the bottom four because it'd be like, well, that guy should have started because he didn't have a good season. So it's always got to go to someone in the top four. Uh, MVP undisputed here uh, should should have been. I'm sorry. Should have been unanimous in my opinion. I don't. <laughs> nah, that's too far. But four time MVP Bryce Cotton, well deserved. Uh, Bryce Cotton and uh, sorry. Uh, Chris Goulding and Park Jackson Cartwright in a debate as well. But um, you could have points for Chris Goulding. Some people say, oh, Chris Goulding doesn't deserve to be there. I mentioned it before. This, that he's a phenomenal player, deserves to be in the top three. So did Cartwright. But uh, well deserved. Bryce Cotton, four MVPs. Uh, maybe should be five. Maybe should even be six. That's maybe for the topic another day. But um, you could argue it could be. It should be seven as well. Absolutely not. Um. <laughs> But it's crazy to see him even being a top three in the last seven seasons, seven out of his eight seasons, and win four out of eight seasons in the NBL. Um, true four out of seven and a half. True because... testament of how great he is. Like, he is phenomenal when you watch him. Um, and he is easily the most valuable player in the league by a country mile. Um, I want to ask a question. I did ask it in my post this morning. It's hard to dictate because obviously with our age, we never got to witness guys like Lee Ray Loggins, uh, obviously guys like even Derek Rucker. Um, there were some other imports on that list that won a couple as well. Uh, Robert Rose never got to wash. I think Scott Fisher was an import that turned into an Aussie. Yep. Um, Kevin Lish, we, we did get to watch him actually. But um, it, I know it's hard for you guys to, to kind of have that opinion, but um, Jackson, I'll go to you first. 
your general thoughts on Bryce Collins winning MVP, winning the MVP trophy, and do you personally think he is uh, the greatest in of all time now? Well, first of all, it was a complete whitewash. So the the votes went by a cotton had 118 and you could combine both Goldings and Cartwrights and you still wouldn't get the same amount as rice. You wouldn't even pass it. Golding had 53 in second and Cartwright had 50. So just absolute domination as it's been the entire season. Like we've known since I want to say like round 12 that it was Bryce's. And the only thing that could have stopped him was like a major injury. Um, Like here's the thing. So I remember listening to a podcast with Liam Santamaria. I forget who, who it was, who it was with, but um, it was the huddle podcast and it was a while ago. It may have been with Gazy. And it was during, it was either last season when Cooks won it or the year before when Adams won it. And they were saying, how many, how many more things do, does Bryce have to win, whether it's championships or MVPs or finals MVPs to surpass Loggins? And they were saying one more and he got it now. So Leroy had three championships. Bryce has three championships. Leroy has a grand final MVP, but he, could have won two more because I didn't start doing it until I think the last one he won. He has three MVPs. The first teams are a bit of a different situation because he played in the league for a much longer period of time than Bryce, but he has nine. Bryce, I want to say, has seven. So um, there's that. But Bryce now has four MVPs. Bryce has three rings. The other thing that he also has on Leroy is that something Leroy can never have, which is an NBL Cup victory. So I'm not sure how Leroy can do that hey, now. Hey, you forgot one. A fantasy VP2. I don't think there was that back in the day. Yeah, but like, I I mean, it's difficult because we never watched him, right? Yeah. And all the, and let's just call him as it is, all the old heads say, oh, Leroy was this. Oh, Leroy was so good. And I'm not doubting that. But Bryce's arguably be been playing in the most toughest like ever since I want to say 2018 19 from then on it's been really tough to win in this league and he's done it so consistently and and I think this is his best MVP because this is the first one without Gleason and this just shows how you know because there was all this thing about like when Gleason left and when Morrison took over, it's like, oh, is Bryce the same player? Yeah, he was. Oh, can Bryce win another MVP? Yes, he did. Yeah. And, and now it just yeah. turns to can Bryce win another champ? Yeah. Yeah. I remember those discussions. So we get back to playing. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Aiden, you yeah. got anything to, to add on top of that? or? Look, as the viewers know, I didn't start watching Bustle until maybe all two. I was like, maybe. 17, 16, so I've only seen this is recently in my so I've seen Bryce being good for it. Like, I feel like Bryce is goat, but you know, obviously, Casey's a goat because he's Casey, but like, in terms of what I've seen, Bryce has been like phenomenal. I think, like, all those game winners are just, I think, special. the discussion, I think he will cement himself when his career is over. Like, he's still capable of winning another MVP or two, still another few championships. Um, I think he's, what is he, 32, 33? So he's still got a few years ahead of him. And um, 
I think when it's all said and done for him in the NBL, I think that discussion will be final. But still ongoing at the moment. I think the best opinion is to always ask a guy uh, like Gazy or Derek Rucker or uh, guys that have watched um, the competition. Even Copes. Yeah. Yeah. Quickly get into a finals preview. Uh, obviously, I was uh, fortunate enough to be there today for the media release opportunity, whatever you want to call it, for the finals, all six teams. Yeah, finals don't there. lie. You were just there to see Scott and Pippen. Don't let us. <laughs> Not at all. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no. Um, it, was, it was interesting to hear Scotty's thoughts in the All-Star game in the NBA. Though, so that was actually quite interesting. I thought that was good. But... Um, yeah, fun to ask a couple of questions there to, to Bryce and CG. Always awesome opportunity to do that. Uh, different setup, unique setup. But uh, finals preview. Um, look, we're obviously going to be frustrated that the first game is Wednesday. Both of the playing games are Wednesday the 28th of Feb. Tazzy game, 5.30pm. And obviously very hard for everyone involved. A lot of fans disgruntled because that's a horrific time midweek, 5.30, just after work, school finishes. But you've got to consider venue availability and the likes. But um, anyway, first, second, Melbourne, Perth. That was obvious from a few rounds ago. Tassie third. Illawarra sneak into fourth. Uh, and with New Zealand losing to Adelaide, they finish sixth with Sydney playing that home fifth first sixth final. Um, let's not talk about Melbourne and Perth because we've got another two full weeks to talk about them. So let's quickly about talk about these two games. Probably won't get into predictions uh, yet. We've still got another week there, but um, what are we expecting from the Sydney-New Zealand matchup uh, as a whole? I'll go to you, Jackson, first. Well, are we doing this again? Like, the fact that somehow Sydney was able to scratch and claw their way into the play-in like after having a disastrous, I want to say, final three quarters of the season is ridiculous. And by the way, I just want to talk about the monstrosity of a game that I sat through on Saturday. <laughs> 55 points. Yep. Sydney scored 122, I think. And so largest score of the season by the Kings by any team and the biggest margin not only in southeast melbourne's existence not only for the season but i want to say for the last decade and i'm not even sure it may even be longer than that um yeah i'm gonna be bigger when not it, no, that's the biggest it was it was such a drag and now we understand why sydney one the way they did because of percentage and obviously that is really important in this league but I called it at 27 to 12 it's like right game's over I might as well go home but I sat through the other three and a half quarters and I've never experienced such a mind-numbing basketball game in my life um, I'm sure it was great for Sydney fans, but sitting through that was just a terrible experience. But um, now we can talk about the playing. So thank God that's over. 
Yeah. And then they and then they subbed him off. And then Sydney went on a big run when Austin Rapp was playing center. And well, anyway. I, didn't see I, I saw the two dogs and then I walked out to finish packing up. But that's anyway. Okay. okay. Play in. It's in Sydney. New Zealand. Also, we should mention Will McDowell is probably out for the remainder of the yeah, we think Will McDowell White might come back, um, but it's 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 unsure because he's obviously John Casey went whole. Oh, he's out for the season during it, which is not true. He's still very capable of coming back in a couple of weeks' time. Um, but also with Anthony Lamb out, it hurts them. Um, yep. But that McDowell White injury is big, isn't it, Jackson? Yeah, like. I mean, you could argue they play better with Park Jackson Cartwright on the floor being the predominant ball handler over him, but McDowell White is still the best Australian guard in this league, and um, and one of the best playmakers in the league. Okay, sorry, I need to specify point guard, point guard, and Sobe doesn't count because he's not a point guard. He's not a point guard. Um, Damn, you'd be sleeping with John McDonald. Jeez, okay, but, I see. <laughs> but it's um, this is Sydney's game to lose. Yeah, and the problem is, is that Sydney could show the absolute worst side, like they've done half the season, like when they lost to Southeast Melbourne at the State Basketball Centre not that long ago, and no one in Sydney too. When they lost to Brisbane, or when they lost to Illawarra on Christmas Day, or you know, yeah, yeah, and who's running into to more form going into this playing game, Sydney or New Zealand? I don't think Sydney are. Sydney played, in, you know, I know it's Phoenix, but like we all knew that. Like, okay, I was going optimistic saying Phoenix should win, but like deep down, I knew Sydney had talent that they would to put together, they would win. Yeah, but I don't know. The Sydney players, New Zealand playing during this weekend during any international games. Do they have any players playing? Um, Hunter. Not not anyone prominent. Jordan Hunter is Hunter, playing for Sydney. I reckon Sydney. I'm probably going to be more full. I reckon because like as a like as people say, a true local big, if they're ready to go. Like I think Hunter will be and fully healthy. Big difference. Yeah. Like if he says yeah. if he can get these through these boomers games healthy, I think he'll go a long way getting them over the lines against the breakers because the breakers yeah. don't have. A true sense. Well, I do, but Mango is a bit shorter than Jordan. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tasmania Warriors the other game, third versus fourth. Winner plays Perth in that game. Um, obviously Tasmania going in as favourites. Um, look, they if they go on to play Perth, they may be even favourites in that series too, Tassie. The way they are playing at the moment. Um, do you give Illawarra a chance at all, Jackson or Naden, to to win this series? I give them a hot chance. I think they. I'm I'm going with I don't want to go predictions early, but I think they it's nothing. Yeah, I think they win. Tassie at home, like I know we always talk about it, a bit like been okay, but their record at home has been shaky each year. I'm going up in the world. I just think if Doyle doesn't have a great game, Tazzy are relying on a lot more people to step up. Yeah. They'll already have Clark, Harvey that's playing a great role now. Hong Jong Lee. Following as well, sorry for mention, a man following. Um, but yeah, I think they've got better pieces than Tassie. 
Jackson, Sam, the U, the Hawks did beat them last time. They did play in Tassie by a point. The double Did overtime yep. game that went on for way too long with a very controversial foul call on a half court three it, point heave. Was it Illinois up like most of that game, though? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and yeah. Doyle went berserk in the final two minutes. Yeah. Yeah. This is Doyle's first game back from his dad. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. No. He played against Perth. Or, you know, it was recent as well. Like, yeah. That. Yeah. Um, but look. It's one game. Yeah. It it's one game. It's not a three game series. There's no chance for you to come back and play another game against this opposition. Yeah. Well, and, um, and yeah, you've got series. a double test get into the finals, so it's not going to be that intense. But Illawarra has every chance to win this game. Like. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't think they will, but Tassie. As Aiden said, they they haven't been great on their home floor this year in comparison to previous seasons, and like the, I think the only two teams that had a real significant home court was Perth and Melbourne, where they were like nine and five or ten and four at home, and were really dominant. Everybody else has been six and like six and six or seven and seven, and it hasn't been great. So yeah. there's every chance Illawarra can march in into my state bank arena and get a victory. So I don't know if you know, Tassie, I mean, they're going to march into Tassie when they go, let's go march. Anyway, um, one more thing to touch on. The two Baronas for each team, I reckon Tassie's Barona is Jordan Corbin. He needs to play well for them to win. Yep. And then for Illawarra, I'll go Harvey. Like Harvey would be that yep. guy that just needs to be. I agree. Um. We'll probably get more into the finals preview and predictions in the following yeah, weeks. But um, let's go on to Justin Tatum's press while we're on the Hawks quickly here. Uh, I thought he's a little question. I got a little good answer from, from my question there. But I thought uh, it was a funny one. I thought it was one of the more funny answers this year. Um, I did giggle a bit when he uh, said it out. But uh, <laughs> I thought it was funny. He uh, So I asked about what he thought of Melbourne United. It was the first time playing him as he was head coach of the team. And uh, he wished he had the off-court relationships that some of the, um, the guys have on Melbourne United with the officials. I thought that was quite hilarious. You could see one who's working oh. was trying to hold back his laughter after Tatum said that. But uh, Jackson, what did you make of the comment? You are in the uh, conference yeah. at the time too. What did you make of I, it? I was in the room as well. And as soon as he said that, I was thinking, oh, he's getting fined. Um, he hasn't yet. He would have been fined by to now. Our, to our knowledge, to our knowledge, he hasn't been fined. Um, Which is funny because there's been... You find Ford yeah. for sarcasm? This is not sarcasm. Th- this is straight up. <laughs> I think the refs are biased no, because they're friends with the players. Um, but the other interesting comment from that press conference is that he thought Gary Clark should be all NBA first team. So oh, um, he meant all in Beal. He didn't get his wish, unfortunately, did Jackson. Yeah. Um, Look, I'll but, say this. Oh, sorry, yeah. No, you go. You oh, go. I'm done. This is the NBL. They post all this random stuff throughout the year. Why are they posting this? Like, yeah, why don't we have to post it? Where's the clickbait yeah. NBL? Come on. Why? They don't want to comment my question because I asked that. They don't want to share my voice. <laughs> yeah, they want they want News Corp or <laughs> Organ. They want someone that is. Oh, the, Corporate partners. Anyway, sorry, continue. <laughs> Rant, sons. Um. Anyway, I should he be fine for it? 
Aiden Jackson? Yes or no? Previous he... track record by the league, yeah, but he shouldn't. Like it's I love the yeah, it's it's a funny comment. Get... Yeah, it Do is. Do you agree with the comment though? No, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna answer that. Next question, please. Next question. Yeah, next question. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh well, just... sorry, no, as Scott Roth would say, no uh, Scott Roth, Scott Morrison, no comment. Quick quick congratulations to do a brief three year deal, standard NBA deal with the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, I think his story got shared on like uh, ESPN's Instagram and that. So cool he's getting recognition around the globe. Um yeah, about... good video from Matisse. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, that as well. So um Congrats to him. Awesome to see. And uh, hopefully he is in the NBA for years to come. And uh, hopefully we don't see him back in the NBA until his final year of his pro career. And it's so... in Poland too, where he's got a stable relationship with them. That's good for him. Like, he's not... Yeah, like, awesome. I know he can get traded, but, like, no, getting extended, good. it's good. Yeah. Awesome to see Phil do a brief. Uh, great story. Great journey. Uh, kudos to him. Uh, quickly on the Boomer squad, they played this Thursday in... Is it Bendigo or Ballarat? I always get those places. I'm pretty stuff. sure it's Bendigo. 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 Um, they play South Korea, uh, which I believe Huang Jung Lee, Hawk superstar, will be playing in that game too. Um, you so believe? The team, I think he is. I think he was named in the squad uh, from what I last looked at. But the Boomer squad, nevertheless, Taron Armstrong, Dejan Vasiljevic, Ben Henschel, Nick Kay, Humphreys, McCarran, John Hunter, Bannon, Nick Marshall, Rocco Zakarski and a couple of AIS guys in Kai Savage and Josh Dent. People still complain about squad, which makes no sense. This is a qualifying squad. They're not going to have the finals guys like Goulding and the likes. Um, and people are still complaining, oh, what does Creek need to do to get on the squad? I believe, he, overseas. I believe he declined it. I think guys like um, uh, guys like Jordan, no, who was it? The Jack Jumpers, Jack McVeigh, and I think Magnay had an invite, but they declined it too, obviously, because they want to play finals. So, um, Obviously, the people saying, oh, this guy should be in the squad, yada, yada. There's obviously reasons why uh, they um, shouldn't be. Well, there's obviously reasons why they're not playing in it. But nevertheless, they're playing South Korea and Indonesia. Doesn't matter um, really who they play in this FIFA, which qualifies. But anyway, have to mention it. That's the team. Uh, they'll probably win both games. But uh, anyway... Five rapid questions. You would hope so. You would hope we would be in. Um, yeah. Yeah. We got Nick K. We're fine. <laughs> Nick, Nick K. Humphrey should be a good. Uh, That's what's... my hot take. Nick K. I, should be I think yeah. the starting five of that will be Vasily, uh, point guard, probably McCarran, Vasilievich, uh, small forward, maybe Nick Marshall. <laughs> Nick K. Who else is in the team? Didn't you hear me, Aiden? You know, you don't I'm listen. Kidding. Uh, five no, rapid... let's start Josh Dent at point guard. Let's go. Yeah, lucky's brother. Uh, five rapid questions. Here we go. After watching the NBA All Star game, do you guys still want an NBL All Star game? Yeah. Only if it's done correct and if there's genuine stakes where the players actually want to play. Should a wider range of media and personalities have a say on the NBL awards? Do you just want to be involved? Is that what you're trying to say? Should a wider range of media personalities have a say on the awards? Yes. Yes. Uh, where does Jack White play next season? In the NBL. Or in the team, but in the NBL. Uh, G League or NBA? 
has to be one. G-League or NBA, which one? Well, can I just say two-way deal? Uh, So NBA. All right, fine. Uh, Should the NBL Finals MVP count games they play in the semifinals too? No. Sorry, can you repeat my thing like that? What? Should the NBL Finals MVP count towards semifinals games they play in too? No. No. Uh, This isn't really a yes or no, but um, what will the NBL's broadcast deal look like next season obviously it runs out with vspn this year what will it look like next year and they're gonna go with to sports you know they're gonna <laughs> no it's still the same i don't think it's changing you think it'll say spn yep what are you hearing in <laughs> also i want to hear that question jackson give me that we'll... give me that disney plus money let's Is... go <laughs> no, no netflix live um anyway uh, you guys got anything to add before we move on? No. No, I'm good. No, I'm good. Uh, good. Uh, there may have been a bit of a longer episode there. We're talking about awards, finals preview, but we'll indulge more in the finals preview next week. Uh, plans on Wednesday, the 28th of Feb, but then the Monday is the next playing game, which I don't get. I'm trying to find out why they've done that, but only venue availability is the answer for that. Anyway. Thank you guys for listening to another episode and we'll see you guys next time.